Thank you again for joining us. Uh, like I mentioned, this is the second part of our Prime Day webinar about how to maximize your sales for the event. So today I have with me our Senior Director of Sales of Amazon, uh, Jenny Silva, as well as the Marketing Manager at Ecom Engine, Colleen. So I'll let them introduce themselves in a minute. But what we're gonna be covering today are um, two really important aspects of making sure your Amazon strategy is buttoned up for the Prime Day holiday event. So what we'll first talk about is how to leverage Amazon's DSP to build your funnel leading up to Prime Day, and also how to really maximize your advertising efforts leading out of Prime Day using Amazon's DSP. Then we'll move on to product reviews, specifically how to maximize product reviews after the event, and tips from our expert Colleen on avoiding account restriction after Prime Day. Very important. We definitely don't want to see any accounts getting restricted after Prime Day. Um, we'll look at some 2020 Prime Day sales learnings, and then we'll hop into Q&A. If you have any questions, um, feel free to post them in the message board, and we'll review them all at the end. So, um, I'm going to let the speakers introduce themselves. Jenny, if you want to say hi. Hi, everyone. Thank you for coming today. I am Jenny Silva from Ignite Visibility. I am our Senior Director of Amazon here. And as Sam mentioned, I will be the one going over all of the DSP tactics here within Amazon for Prime Day. Thanks, Jenny. And Colleen? Hi everybody, I'm Colleen Quattlebaum and I'm with Ecom Engine. As Sam mentioned, uh, Ecom Engine is the maker of several different tools. Uh, one is Feedback 5, another is Restock Pro and Market Scout. Uh, so we have a suite of tools to help Amazon sellers and my job is to just to educate and uh, help Amazon sellers as much as possible. So I'm interested in uh, hearing any questions that you have for me today. I'm happy to share some information with you. Perfect, thank you both Jenny and Colleen. Wonderful. Well, before we hop into the great information that these ladies have prepared for you today, I wanted to start with an intro poll and just get an idea of who is joining us, um, you know, and your experience so far with Amazon. So first, we'd like to know if you've ever run Amazon DSP advertising. So this is their demand side platform. This includes retargeting, in-market segments, lifestyle segments, pixeling your website, and more. Um, so we'd love to know if you have any experience with that. And then second question is if you're actively requesting product reviews. So Colleen will talk about that a bit more later uh, in the presentation, but we'd love to just get an idea of, you know, your current review strategy. Okay, perfect. It looks like we have some people, oh, it's kind of mixed on, on if we have DSP experience, which is, no problem at all. Jenny is going to walk us through and, and give you some background on DSP before hopping into how we can leverage DSP for Prime Day. So thank you for the answers. And like I said, please, you know, if you have questions as you're going through, just post them and we'll get to them after the information. So without further ado, we'll jump right into leveraging Amazon's DSP for Prime Day. 
perfect. Okay, so what I always like to do is before getting into just some of the tactics for before Prime Day, as well as afterwards, just give a high level overview of Amazon's demand side platform, also known as their DSP. Um, this is something that you know, after this call, if and after this webinar, if you have questions, if you have interest in it, or want to learn more, feel free to reach out. This is an area where we help in. But Amazon's display network is really crucial in adding to your overall advertising strategy on Amazon. Um, basically, what it is, it's their impression-based display marketing platform, um, and what makes it unique from the other displays out there are going to be two main points. It's going to be all of the billions of data points that are captured from Amazon, uh, from all of the shoppers and all of their consistent you know, customers that are on Amazon. And then the second point will be their owned and operated inventory. So Amazon has a slew of different sites that they own everywhere from IMDB to Forbes.com, weather.com, sites that are consistently being seen at. So this is specific to Amazon. So if you are running Amazon DSP ads, uh, these are areas where your ads are going to be showing up where you can't get that on other display networks. Um, so that's why you know Amazon's DSP P is important and also is pro programmatic as well because programmatic is going to be that machine learning where it's consistently you know understanding your audience and understanding what they're looking at to make sure that we're serving the best ads at the right time for those customers. And then here, just the power of DSP. Um, I know I mentioned a little bit more about just the billions of shopping behaviors captured each month, which is crucial. You know, understanding your customers' shopping behaviors, what they're looking for, things along those lines, getting that data is very important when making sure that we have a very robust granular strategy. Um, next comes their 1P data as well. Having access to all of that proprietary data on Amazon uh, can really make sure that you are getting the right customers and growing your customer base. Um, and then also, as we know, Amazon is a very widely used site and app. So they have about 182 million monthly visitors in the US. Since this has been created, I think that number has definitely grown um, quite a bit, but it just shows you the, the value and the power of DSP. And some of the just main points here that I like to kind of bring up, um, with Amazon's DSP, 43% of consumers are more likely to return and convert when running DSP retargeting campaigns. That is a large number and a high percentage. So when doing retargeting correctly, you will see a very great return and you see it quickly too. This isn't something that's going to take a long time to see results. If it's set up correctly and set up for success, you can be seeing results within the first you know, month, two months there. Uh, also, the click-through weights are about 10 times higher when adding DSP retargeting to your advertising strategy. So that means consistently more and more people are seeing your ads, seeing your brand, and helping really grow that awareness of your brand on Amazon. Um, and then lastly here, 70% of consumers are more likely to purchase your products when running the in-market and retargeting strategies uh, together as well as with your ad console advertising too.
Okay, so that's just a brief intro of just Amazon's DSP and why it's so powerful. So let's get a little bit more into just some of our pre-prime day tactics. So there's a lot of tactics that can be utilized. Um, for today, we wanted to go over some, you know, about four main ones that we've seen great success with. And if you are newer to DSP, not a problem. These are areas that, you know, we could potentially help you with, or you can slowly start to dip your toes in the water with trying this out. Um, but first and foremost, since Prime Day is about three weeks away, um, you know, now would be the time to get these tactics started. So you can really generate as much data that you can use for the day of the events, the two day events. Um, so first and foremost, what we like to see is utilize those in-market segment targeting. Uh, this is gonna help grow your brand awareness. It's gonna help drive more eyes, more traffic to your PDPs or to your storefront, whichever you know space that you're driving that traffic to. Uh, this way you can start growing that brand, growing your understanding of who you are, because people right now are looking on Amazon to see you know, potentially what products that they wanna be purchasing on Prime Day. They're loading up their cart. There's already ads being seen for you know, these the Prime Day events. So making sure that you're doing the, you know, the whole awareness sector up and coming to Prime Day is going to help build your brand awareness. Secondly, uh, driving the traffic into your store is crucial in a way if you are brand registered because now there's the new customer engagement tool um, where you can utilize this to get more people following your page. Um, and while doing that, what you can do too as a tactic is by using the customer engagement tool, you can actually now reach out to anyone that's following you and let them know about new product launches and then also any type of sales that you're having. So those Prime Day sales that you are going to be having on sale on Prime. Uh, another part here, so utilizing responsive e-commerce creatives are also known as RACs for child variations. So if you sell products that have multiple variations, if you're doing the different types of responsive type of creatives, this is going to help you understand which child variations are you know, being seen more or being clicked through more so you can adjust those type of sales or potentially promote those even more during Prime Day because you know that they're seeing a better response. Um, and then lastly, uh, if your products fall under kind of like a less likely to sell category during Prime Day, um, we definitely recommend utilizing retargeting ads because this is the thing, everyone is going to be, not. I'm not gonna say everyone, but a high amount of people are shopping on Amazon during the two-day event. Um, sometimes this is a bigger event than actually the holiday season. So using retargeting ads and using different ways to do display, you're getting in front of your shoppers and your customers to see your brand and your products during this time. So potentially they might not buy then, um, but this is going to be a way for them to see you. Or on the flip side, if they already have their cart loaded with you know, a bunch of different Prime Day events, um, they sometimes will be like, okay, you know, I'm already buying, you know, 10 different things today. Let's add a couple of more because I know I wanted potentially you know, specific products here. So making sure that you are using that retargeting there and during this time uh, will definitely help you whether you have a, you know, a 
category that we see spikes in or ones that we don't during Prime Day. And then the post Prime Day. So data is key. Um, and with DSP, they have inundated information of of data for you. So that's what's so special with DSP. There are a there's a lot that you can do within um, Amazon's display network. So some of the things that you can utilize this for for the aftermath of DSP and of of Prime Day, um, it's not just going to be you know the few weeks following. You can actually use this through the remainder of the year. So some suggestions that we have is just utilizing a shorter look back window. Um, you can do anything from like a 14 day or a 30 day really to capitalize on that Prime Day specific traffic. You know there might be some people or some shoppers who potentially were about to purchase it or it sold out or you know they didn't get it. But they definitely still wanted that. Utilizing retargeting and getting still getting in front of them during this time uh, is a great time because they are still consistently shopping during during that you know window of the prime event. Um, and then while doing that too afterwards, if you place a coupon on these ads, that's still essentially kind of like a prime day sale. Um, so adding that coupon while retargeting when the competition is lowered and people are not advertising as high because it's not prime day anymore, this will help increase your sales as well. Uh, another thing to keep in mind here, uh, more and more marketplaces are understanding that Prime Day is a big online event. So they are upping their visibility. They are doing more to be seen. Uh, so one thing that you will see with Amazon's DSP, it creates a halo effect of where your, of your overall sales across multiple verticals online. So really combing through your data, understanding, you know, where those customers came from is going to be key during this time uh, because they could potentially see one of your ads on you know amazon or different sites there but then maybe purchased on your website later down the road so being able to really understand the analytics and the attribution there and how DSP had an effect over there, uh, this is going to help you make better informed decisions and really make sure that you're allocating your budget effectively throughout the remainder of the year. Also, one big, big takeaway and something that we learned a lot in the past few years here is take advantage of your prime day data to make better informed decisions to prep you for your Q4 strategy. Uh, this is crucial data. You know that these people are, these customers are searching for your products. They're looking for them. Potentially they're doing some window shopping during Prime Day to see, you know, once we get closer to the holidays, I wanna buy this for my family and friends, et cetera. Utilizing this data to then get you prepped for the second biggest holiday or the biggest one, depending on your brand, will make sure that you are seeing a successful Q4 holiday. And then lastly, uh, you know, we get this asked a lot of, you know, how should we allocate our budget? You know, how much money should we put into DSP? Uh, there is no right answer for everyone. You know, it always depends on your brand, your product, the vertical, so many different factors, but on average, what we typically would recommend is, you know, every $5 spent on anything on your ad con advertising, uh, we would suggest investing at least, you know, 
to DSP per uh, per that because um, with that, if you're utilizing both hand in hand, uh, you're going to see stronger results uh, because they go they worked in tandem there. Thank you, Jenny. That was great. Um, passing it over to you, Colleen. So Colleen is going to talk to us about um, using Prime Day to increase your product reviews and then also avoiding account restrictions. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, so let's start with, you know, what is the impact of Prime Day on reviews? Um, and I wanted to just start with some data from last year because Prime Day really is the perfect opportunity to increase your reviews. Um, obviously, many sellers see two to three times or even more uh, the number of orders on Prime Day. Um, but looking at some data from our Feedback 5 users last year, in that week following Prime Day, we saw a 32% increase in positive reviews. So not just total reviews, but positive reviews. And if you think about Prime Day, um, many people are buying things for themselves to use right away versus at the holidays, many people do buy things in October or November and they're given it as a gift 30 or 60 days later. Um, so there's not as much of a sense of urgency to leave a review. Um, they might not even be the one who will use the item to, you know, to leave the review. But with Prime Day, many people are buying things for themselves or their own household to use right away. And there's also just the excitement that they got this great deal. So they're just more motivated to leave a review. Um, so definitely make sure that you have a strategy in place um, to request reviews. One of the biggest things you can do is just make sure that you're actively asking for reviews on every single order. It sounds simple, but you'd be surprised how many sellers are still not asking for reviews. Um, and even though it's a it's not a huge percentage of people that will respond to reviews. Amazon is making it easier and easier for the consumer to leave a review or even just a rating. So we have seen a pretty big increase in the last few years in terms of the response rate of how many buyers are leaving reviews now that they can actually just leave a one-tap rating. Um, so when you do ask for reviews, I do want to go to the next slide and just talk a little bit about um, some of the guidelines that you need to make sure that you're following. Uh, because when you're asking for reviews, if you do violate any of these guidelines, Amazon will restrict you from buyer-seller messaging. Um, so you do not want to get into a position where you're restricted or suspended. Um, Amazon does allow you to request reviews and feedback. It's just important to follow the rules. So for one, never offer any incentives for reviews. Make sure that you avoid any marketing messages or promotions, especially um, in, in return for a positive review. So don't you know, offer a 20% coupon if you leave a re positive re review. Um, you also need to make sure that your language in your email is very neutral. So you can't say, you know, if you liked this item, please leave us a review. If not, please contact us. Um, many sellers do that very innocently, but Amazon does not view that as neutral. They view it as you are, you know, sending the positive experiences to leave a review and the negative experiences to contact you. Um, so while yes, you can, you know, um, you know, ask for reviews, you just need to make sure that you do it in a very neutral manner. Um, so no manipulation um, and never ask specifically for a positive review. And also make sure that you don't include any links or attachments unless they're absolutely necessary to complete the order. So um, what is allowed is like a warranty, instructions on how to use the product or an invoice that is allowed in an email. Um, and then on the next slide, I'll just share a couple other must-dos when you send 
uh, your email request for a review or feedback, um, you must send that within 30 days of order completion. Um, so actually with this time of year with Prime Day, we call this the feedback frenzy because you only have 30 days to request reviews or feedback. And that does not give you a lot of time um, to make sure that you know, you're know you capitalizing on all of that Prime Day, uh, Prime Day orders. So making sure that you have a review strategy in place now so that come June 21st, June 22nd, you're ready to go ahead and start requesting those reviews, whether it's a few days after order completion or eight days or 30 days, depending on what you're selling, you do wanna make sure that you send the review at a time that makes sense to you for your product. If it's a beauty item or vitamins that maybe takes a few weeks for them to see the results, um, you know, you might want to send it 14 or 21 days after the order. But if it's, you know, an article of clothing or something that they can use right away, you might want to send that review within, you know, a day or two of them receiving that order. Um, but Amazon does require that you send it within 30 days and you must include the 17 digit order ID and also make sure that you uh, send the message in the buyer's language of preference. This is a tricky one because you don't really have access to that information. Um, however, Amazon does, and they do have a request to review button in Seller Central that you can use, and it will automatically translate the message into the buyer's language of choice. Um, and you also must only ask once. Amazon specifically states that it is not permitted to send a repeat request for order for product review or feedback. So you can send one message that asks for both a review and feedback, but you cannot send two separate messages, one for a review and one for a feedback. Um, and you cannot ask just a second time. Um, the message that you see over here on the right side of the screen with the teddy bear, that actually shows the message that is sent with that request to review button. So Amazon, uh, the message comes directly from Amazon. You can easily, from your mobile device, it makes it super easy for the, the buyer just to go on and leave a a four or five star rating without any comments. I know there's pros and cons to that because as a seller, you want to know, or a brand owner, you want to know why they gave me a four star rating or five star rating or one star rating. Um, but the good news is we are seeing a big increase in the number, the response rate with the one tap rating. Um, so on the next page, I wanna talk a little bit more about that requested review button that I mentioned. It is found in Seller Central on the order details page but it is a very manual process for sellers to click that button. Um, we are seeing really good results from those who are using the request a review button in our tool, Feedback 5. Um, instead of manually doing it in Seller Central, Feedback 5 can help you automate that request a review button. And since the message comes directly from Amazon and Amazon has spent time optimizing that message, it's getting really good results. And those in Feedback 5 who are automating it, we did a study last summer of about 1,200 sellers, and they saw a 41% increase in the number of daily reviews once they activated that request to review button. So, um, you know, some of them were using buyer-seller messaging, their own message before, um, and, you know, some were not using any method to request reviews. But the bottom line is the message that Amazon is sending, you know, it's 100% compliant, it follows the guidelines, so you do not have to worry about risking restriction, and it comes directly from Amazon, so the buyer, you know, has a little bit more, um, there's a little bit more credibility if you're not a name brand that they might recognize. So I definitely encourage you to check out the request a review button if you're not actively uh, requesting reviews today.
Um, but it's not just the number of reviews or the quality of reviews that matter, it's also the recency of reviews. So if you're not requesting reviews, make sure you start requesting them today because it will help you for Prime Day. I know Prime Day is only a few weeks away, but if you have recent reviews in the last few weeks, then when people are looking at your products on Prime Day and they see that you have recent positive reviews, that just gives a lot of social proof, um, especially compared to if you have a competitor, maybe that there's some older reviews, you will look like the more relevant, more top-notch, more you know, innovative product. Um, and you know, studies have shown that 84% of consumers believe that if a review is more than three months old, it's just not even relevant anymore. So it's important that you're always getting fresh reviews. Even if you have a lot of reviews already, you need to continue just to always get those new recent fresh reviews. Um, so on the next slide, it, I just put together kind of a, a brief overview of the equation for review success. So obviously having good quality reviews, um, making sure that you have a good quantity of reviews just means you have to ask for them regularly and make sure that you have recent reviews. Um, you know, focusing on those three things will lead you to success. Um, and product reviews are crucial to your success in the Amazon marketplace. As I mentioned, you know, they help with social proof, credibility, but they also help in your algorithm, um, the Amazon algorithm to, to give you uh, better results and chances to win that buy box. And so how do you get more reviews? Um, my number one tip, as I've said several times, is just ask. You'll get three to times more reviews just by simply asking. Um, but obviously it starts with a great product. If you haven't done your due diligence and you know quality control and such, um, then that's gonna make it very difficult. So it does start with a great product. Um, making sure that you're sending that review request, as I said, and you can also utilize product inserts. So that is allowed to ask for a review um, in your packaging. You can insert an item, uh, you know, a little sheet of paper or a postcard that uh, requests a review. Um, but again, you need to follow the same guidelines to not offer any incentivization, no coupon or, or anything like that that might, um, you know, look like you're manipulating to only get positive reviews. Um, Amazon Vine is a program that you certainly can enroll in as long as you're brand registered. It is free. Um, there, I have heard mixed reviews about this, so you know all I can say is it's worth giving it a try. Um, some sellers have had great success, you know, but I, again, it's kind of a mixed bag. I've heard mixed reviews on that. Um, but optimizing your listings is definitely something you can do now that will help you with your getting better feedback or reviews. Um, especially take a look at your listings on mobile. You probably look at them on your desktop all of the time, but take a look on mobile. See what they look like there. See if there's anything you can do to optimize them, um, making sure that you are explaining your product um, in a very detailed way, that you have images that show how awesome your products are. Um, just really good quality images and content in your listings, very detailed. Taking a look at the questions that customers have asked on your listing and make sure that they've been responded to. Um, you don't want to leave those unanswered. Um, and then, you know, always make sure that you have detailed product instructions um, in, in your packaging as well, because obviously, if someone can't figure out how to use the product, you're more likely to get a negative review. So you want to avoid that as, as much as possible. Um, and just to, you know, make sure that if you're looking for software to um, help you with getting more feedback and reviews, um, obviously Feedback 5 is my favorite tool. That's the one that we have. But just make sure you're looking for software found in the Amazon App Store so that you um, can get legitimate, you know, Amazon approved software. Um, that you're not just finding a fly-by-night company out there. Get a legitimate software in the Amazon App Store. And if you have any questions, I'd be more than happy to help you um, take a look at the messages that you're sending and, uh, you know, or help you come up with some strategies to get more reviews. 
Um, but similar to what Jenny said, I mean, you know, set yourself up for success in fourth quarter um, by using Prime Day data and you know, get more reviews on these orders and that will really help you as we head into Q4. Awesome. Thank you so much, Colleen. I'm gonna pass it back to Jenny for our Prime Day 2020 learnings and then we'll get into some Q&A. Perfect, thank you guys. So we wanted to just go over some learnings from last year and then also just some predictions that we have potentially for this year. Uh, obviously we know last year's Prime Day was very different than it's ever been. It was in October, uh, we had a global pandemic there was a lot of inventory issues, so it was a very strange prime day. However, it was successful with all of that going on. So some of those sales learnings that we saw from last year, um, one of the big things was deals drove results. People are coming to Amazon for deals. They are price conscious. So if you have, you know, if you're running a deal, whether it's coupons, lightning deals, prime specific deals, what, what you name it, um, those deals saw three times the average in daily volume sales. So if you can do any sort of deal during this time, you will see an increase in volume of your sales. Um, and then also too, to add with that, um, media supports accelerated growth in our next part. So the more deals and the competition, um, they required brands to invest in advertising to stand out and drive volume. Uh, when you combine your deals that you're sent, that you are utilizing, plus advertising to get in front of those shoppers, you're more likely to see an increase in growth. And one way here, if you already have your advertising uh, paid side buttoned up on Amazon and ready to go, Amazon DSP is an easy solution to even add to this. Um, with last year, you know, sponsored ads, we saw an average of about three times, you know, the daily volume in sales. When they added DSP to it as well, that number grew. So they saw actually an, int an intick with uptick, excuse me, of about four times the amount of average daily sales with that. And then one thing too, as I had said, you know, with all the craziness that happened of last year, even though everything was just very different, uh, Prime Day actually grew over, it was about 45% from 2019. So they saw in sales $10.4 billion worth of goods sold. Um, and that was up from 2019, that was 7.6 billion. So with all that was going on, I mean, there's a lot of factors that probably that did include within this. More and more people were getting used to shopping online. You know, that was their only option. They were not going into stores, things like that. So they were becoming more accustomed to this. Um, the number of Prime members increased as well. So a lot of this did show growth. So we're only predicting even more growth for this, this Prime Day. Um, and then also what was really interesting to see is the marketplace sellers, they sold over 3.5 billion in total sales across from 19 across 19 countries so that was up 60 percent from 2019 and those are the specific sellers on amazon so if you are a seller this is a great holiday or prime holiday for you to capitalize on 
And then some of our predictions here, um, you know, one thing a lot of people were asking is just typically Prime is in July. So why June? And so we are kind of thinking what our prediction is, is they're, they want to get ahead of, you know, people starting to get back into the real world, you know, getting ready for vacations and summer holidays and things like this. So we are predicting potentially, um, you know, a spike in some different categories than we're used to. You know, obviously there's some of those main ones like electronics, um, you know, home goods, things like that, that people are kind of waiting or higher priced items that they're waiting to get seen or get uh, be sold on a deal during Prime Day. Um, but we are kind of predicting that um, since last year, it was more holiday type of purchases since it was in October uh, and more gifts for others. Uh, we definitely think that, you know, some of the categories that we'll see a spike in are going to be linked to the opening of the economy. So things like sports and outdoors, you know, weddings are coming back and events are coming back. Um, and then also just things for themselves, you know, people are going outside more. So potentially spikes in beauty and products and, and things that will, you know, tie into you being back outdoors, outside, interacting with people, things along those lines. So we're very interested to see what happens in this upcoming Prime Day and then take away that data and be able to really see. And then again, like we said, utilize it for Q4. Perfect. And um, just before we hop into the Q&A, we forgot to mention it at the beginning, and I'm sure as Amazon sellers, you all have heard the update, but Prime Day was officially announced for June 21st and 22nd. So we are, you know, obviously excited to have our questions answered um, just regarding, you know, when the event is actually going to be. So it is just three, week, three weeks away. This is a really good time to make sure your product detail pages are buttoned up, your storefront looks good, you've got a deals landing page if you're running any promotions for the event. And if you are interested in a free audit in your account, that is something that we can provide at Ignite. You can reach us at sales at ignitevisibility.com for any questions. Um, so let's go ahead and hop into some questions. We got a couple as you both were speaking. Um, so Colleen, I have a couple for you. Um, someone had asked, when do you suggest to send the request review after how many days from the product being delivered? Yeah, so I would suggest uh, within a couple days. So within two to three days after it being delivered, as long as it's an item that they can use right away. Um, if it's like a beauty product or vitamins, as I mentioned, like those might take 14, 21 days for them to see the value and if they work or if it's maybe a more complicated electronic that you know they need to put together, it might take a few days. Um, so think about it by a product by product basis. Um, but I would say overall, probably like a good blanket strategy is when the, within the first few days of when uh, they place the order. Perfect, thank you. And Jenny, a question for you related to DSP. Someone had asked, when is the best time to launch DSP campaigns? Yes, so that's a great question. And if it's in regards to Prime Day, I would say get started now. Um, you want to get those launched and get going because like I said, it takes a little bit to get that data and you wanna be able to utilize that data for Prime Day. If it's just in general and you've never launched DSP before and you're trying to get started with it, um, typically we 
we look at, you know, is everything optimized in your ad console advertising? Are you utilizing, you know, all the ad units there? Um, and are you seeing the returns that you're looking for? You know, once you're at that position where you feel like, you know, we got a handle on our paid ads within Amazon, then it's really smart to start layering in. And it doesn't have to be a high budget, but start layering in retargeting. Um, because with this, if you are looking to, you know, reach new customers efficiently at scale, which I'm pretty sure the majority of people on here are, um, you should definitely be considering at least DSP retargeting. Definitely agree with you there. And a follow-up question to that, someone had asked, um, how do you see the best return with DSP uh, advertising? Yes. So, there are a different, there's a couple of different answers to that, and it all depends on what your goals are. So when you get into Amazon's DSP console, which um, one thing I do want to make clear to this, to get access into Amazon's DSP, you have to either do it directly through Amazon or go through an agency like us that has a seat um, or have your own entity, which is pretty difficult to get. But once you're in there, there's going to be a lot of different goals that you can set. Um, so it's really dependent on what you're looking to see. If you're looking to see a, the best return, we recommend retargeting. Retargeting is going to see the quickest and the strongest return in the beginning, because if you think about it this way, um, essentially, you know, retargeting is pretty much advertising to customers or potential customers that have already interacted with your brand, your products, your SKUs, things along those lines. They've seen it. So now we are following them across the web with the exact product that they potentially looked at, added to cart, didn't buy, maybe it wasn't the right time. So this makes it, you know, a much easier, easier, you know, purchase, if you will. So retargeting, definitely we see the highest re return. Yep, I would certainly agree with that. Um, I had someone ask if, and this should go to Colleen, um, what is the difference in feedback and reviews? Sure, so um, feedback is related to the seller itself. So that has to do with, you know, was the order delivered on time, did they receive good service? Um, whereas the review has to do with the product itself. So the, the product reviews is what the consumer actually sees um, when they're looking at the product itself. Um, but obviously as a seller, it's very important that you have uh, strong feedback scores as well, um, because that goes into a lot of the, the calculation that Amazon places on you winning the buy box as well. So they're both very important, um, but, uh, but the reviews are what the consumers typically see the most. That makes a lot of sense. I actually didn't know the difference between those myself. So thank you for explaining that. Um, I had one person ask a really interesting question and I'm invested in this answer now too. There was some speculation around there potentially being another prime day during or maybe right before Q4. Do either of you wanna speak on that at all? Jenny looks like maybe yes. <laughs> I've been hearing some speculation, but that's all that it is so far as speculation. Um, when we did hear a couple months ago that Prime Day could potentially be June 21st, it ended up being June 21st. So this is something that I 
could see happening again, um, just because, you know, people are becoming more and more used to these Prime Day events. They, you know, like these sales, things like this. And from seeing such good results from the Q4 one, um, I could definitely see them doing this again, but I'm not 100% sure, so do not hold me to it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I would just echo that. I've definitely heard speculation of that as well. And I think, um, you know, Amazon's smart. They make good money, they did well last uh, Q4. Um, so why not try doing it twice? There's a lot of competition in Q4 with Black Friday and Cyber Monday with Target, and Walmart, you know, all these other e-commerce sites. So, um, you know, if they don't have a prime day in Q4, they're probably missing out. And uh, I think Amazon is big enough that they can handle two prime days. There's enough, enough consumers out there that are pretty Amazon obsessed <laughs> that they'll buy both prime days. So I would yeah. not be surprised to see a second prime day and make that um, a new pattern. Absolutely. I mean, it's just the average prime consumer is looking for deals. So if you're giving to giving them the deals, they're going to purchase. So. I definitely, I definitely agree with you both. We'll, we'll look out for more information on that. And then just one more question for Jenny as we wrap up here. Someone had asked, how do I start with DSP? Is it practical to use DSP if my search campaigns don't have a great conversion or have a high ACoS? So that's, that's always an interesting question because if you're, current search ads aren't having a high conversion, this is something we would want to look more into because there could be several different reasons as to why. Um, one could be the setup of your campaigns. We might, you know, there might be certain inefficiencies within there. Um, also, you know, are you using any type of bid management technology to help with your advertising? Amazon's become so competitive that if you're just running your ads directly through Ad Console, you know, your competitors are probably using a bid management technology to make sure that they're outbidding you and, you know, kind of winning that race. Uh, but also it could come down to, you know, your listings as well. Are your listings fully optimized? Are they really, you know, are you utilizing the right type of keywords? Do you have the right imagery? Uh, do you have strong reviews and the right type of reviews? Um, there's a lot that goes into that if your conversion rate isn't higher because you might be sending the right traffic to your page, but as soon as they get to your page, you know, it might not be explaining what that product is. So it's kind of a two-fold response because first I would want to understand, you know, your advertising strategy a little bit stronger to why you're not converting and why your ACoS is higher. Um, there could be, you know, just certain campaigns or certain, you know, uh, wasted ad spend that is affecting your ACoS and, and uh, spiking it up there. So we would want to bring that down. However, DSP retargeting is something that, you know, if we can get your, your listings up to date and you do have strong reviews and we can understand what's going on on the paid side, I would definitely recommend at least, you know, very minimal with maybe potentially some of your top products doing just the DSP retargeting piece to see how that goes. Uh, if you work with an agency like us or agencies with seats, uh, we take a definitely lower budget um, than when you go directly through Amazon, which they have a higher budget spend that you must start with. It's typically right around twenty-five dollars to $35,000 to begin. Um, but typically when you go with an agency that has their own seat, you can do a lot, lot smaller budget, start with just one SKU to test it out. Uh, DSP is something that 
I say, you know, always be testing. Uh, it's, it's an area where you're constantly learning. And also it's not a set it and forget it type of, of structure. Um, you want to be optimizing that. You want to have a dedicated person that's looking through this to make sure that you are, you know, really making the most out of, out of your DSP uh, strategy. So whoever asked that, if you do want us to check out what's going on within your account, feel free to reach out. We can go through and do a free analysis to see um, what's going on and then can kind of give you some suggestions and pointers to make sure that we can help with the, the conversions and bringing down that ACoS. Absolutely. I would 100% agree with everything you just said. Um, so that is going to wrap us up for our second day of our How to Maximize Your Prime Day Sales. Um, we will be sending out the recordings with the slide deck by the latest early next week, so you all will get that. And if you have any additional questions, we'll include our emails in that as well. Um, thank you so much for joining us. We hope this was helpful in you know, making sure you're able to maximize your Prime Day event this year. So we hope you all have a great rest of your week, and uh, please feel free to get in touch with any questions. Thank you, everyone, and I hope you all have a successful Prime Day. Happy selling. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much.